That's so funny. I'm Wait, obsessed. what? Cece's wearing all your clothes. I'm wearing this sweatshirt. Oh my god! You, and you can't see, but the sweatpants I'm wearing are also from you. That's and then so I have a funny. bathrobe. Over That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Welcome back to the Eldest Daughters Podcast. I'm Cece. I'm Sophie. And I'm McKenna. Okay, so we have much to discuss today. Lots of um, advice, lots of reflection, um, classic Eldest Daughters dissection. Um, But first, as I just told you guys before we started recording, I have two irrelevant things <laughs> that I would like to bring up. I was thinking about this all day. Um, actually, this first one, I was thinking about it yesterday. So I'm way late to the party. Um, everybody else got into this like a year or two ago, and I didn't get into it until now. Have you guys heard of the TV show Old Enough? Is that the oh, one with, with the babies? The little, Japanese the little, babies. The little boys, right? They run errands. Yeah. Yeah. I have yeah. heard of it. Yeah. I have seen clips on Twitter. Have not. Wait, it's mm-hmm. in Japan. It's in Japan, right? It is. Okay, so yeah. my understanding, my understanding is it's like the very normal thing when you are a Japanese child under the age of five, between two and five, whenever you're ready, your parent <laughs> will send you on your first errand. And that's how you learn independence at a young age. And there's like, like no crime there and there's no kidnappings compared to America, right? Uh, but really very low, very low gun violence, very low anything, anything that's a danger. And because it's a collectivist society, learn that getting my con degree. Um, <laughs> and because all of the kids do these errands, it's like very normal to see a toddler by himself. That's actually in the crazy. grocery store or like doing whatever. Um, and so this show contacts parents who are going to be sending their child on their first errand and they secretly record the kid doing it. Oh my god. The episodes are between like 10 to 15 minutes. It is so amazing. I watched it for three hours yesterday <laughs> on my day off. That's so and cute. just like bawling my eyes out. They are so cute. And it is really very heartwarming to see how all these random strangers will just help these kids if they need help. It's really, really sweet. The best ones are, there are, if you watch it, they send siblings together sometimes. Those are amazing. And then, so this show has been going on for so long on American Netflix. There's like only a small selection of episodes, but the show's been going on since the '90s. What? So some of these I episodes. Didn't know that. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, and some of these episodes from the '90s. Now the kids are all grown up, and so oh on American Netflix, oh. some of them have like in the future where they show the kids grown up. That is I so like that cute. A lot. 
Oh, I love that. There was that. one of a little boy buying noodles with his sister, and then it flash forward 25 years to the little boy's wedding because he was grown now, and then he um, That's accompanied them while they watched his nephew, the sister who went on the errand, Aww. her son's first errand. It is so sweet. That is adorable. I highly recommend this show. Um, I was about to say it's not really relevant, but I can make it relevant, okay? Yeah. yeah. I, at work, we have been talking a lot about, and I'll speak generally, so it's going to seem... <laughs> Um, very strange, but we have been talking a lot. It is the month of peace, mm-hmm. um, in direct reference to Japan and the anniversary of the atomic bombings. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've been giving out paper cranes as a sign of longevity, health, and peace. And it's very strange, you know, I'll just be chatting with people and giving them these cranes and some of them just sort of take it, you know, with them. And some of them are very affected by it. They say, thank you for this sign of peace and health and longevity. I truly, truly hope for peace. And whenever they have that reaction, it always makes me think of it, you know, and and when you give it to children too, it's really, um, when you like really think about what you're saying to them, when you give them, the crane it really like oh wow um and i mean that's me just doing it for maybe like an hour each day and then i let other volunteers do it you know um because i'm usually giving a volunteer a lunch break and i take over for them you know i I can't even imagine what it's like being a teacher must be like literally having your heart outside of your body yeah someone's poking at it literally yeah Uh, piggybacking off of that too during our PD today, we had someone from one of the like resources centers in the area that does a lot of like restorative justice in Chicago, which was very cool, come in and do like amazing PD with us. Yeah, it was awesome. And at the very end, we read like a piece where it was talking about he, the guy who was running the the PD had gone to Kenya and one of the tribes they were doing like a, they called it like a culture exchange, which was also very cool, where like they shared uh, like peace circles and restorative justice. And then the people in this tribe were sharing like how they do their own equivalent of restorative practices. And they were talking about how in this tribe, like the traditional way, instead of saying like, oh, how are you doing? They say, how are the children? Like, that's like how you like express like, hi, how's it going in their culture? And then like the traditional way to respond to it is like everyone as well. Like, and they're like, they were just talking about how, like how crazy it would be if in the United States, we like talked about youth like that. Like everybody genuinely had an interest in like how people were doing or like how, minors were doing in the country and i was like that is such a a good point and piggybacking off of japan you can just go out and like there's just children on the street like that's normal yeah it's so crazy it makes you think about how different us being i know this is like a socratic seminar i know it really is so interesting it's a really it's a good piece yeah it's really awesome i would be very interested in reading it just as as me cc yeah yeah so yeah, that's very that's interesting. Really cool. Yeah, it was so, awesome. So PD is professional development. Yes, sorry. Okay, I was yes. also gonna ask. PD is professional development. Yeah, all week this week we've been having a lot of PD professional development. 
Very nice. Yeah, yeah. it's very in Stras R A. I was gonna say we yeah. always said Prodevo, which I also think yeah. is very funny. I feel oh like an R A this Pro week. Divo's like we have fun. meetings all day, and then I like sprint up to my classroom. I've gone through like two full rolls of blue tape already, like hanging stuff up in my room. It's like never taking it out of me, man. Like one yeah. of my coworkers was like, you "Do you want to borrow my hot glue gun?" And I was like, "No, I'm like really committed to the blue tape grind. Like that's it's what I know. I'm just everything is gonna be on." with blue tape like it's really fine this is great for me it's what i know (laughs) i'm doing the blue tape i'm sticking to it it does it's amazing it does a lot hanging stuff on the whiteboards hanging stuff on the walls stuff on my desk stuff on the kids desk everything is blue taped it's great Wait, I don't know if yeah. you said this already, but do you have a theme for your room? Yeah, the well, so here's more teacher acronyms. There's a website called TPT, which is Teachers Pay Teachers, and it's like Etsy for teachers, basically. Like okay, teachers yeah. who produce things, put it on there, and then you can buy it for like a cheap. Oh, fun. Yeah, it's the best. I'm I spend all of my money there. It's awesome. Uh, they have a ton of free stuff too. But anyway, on TPT you can buy like teachers make like decor packs. And so the one that I it's like $30 and then you get like alphabet lines, name tags, number strips, motivational posters, like every anchor chart you could ever want. Like they're all coordinated. Alex is leaving and Cody's oh Cody got a haircut, guys. Look at Cody. Look at him. Oh <laughs> He's skinny. He's so scrawny. I know. Um, He's naked. He is naked. If you take a picture of him, with a bandit, him on the Instagram. This like new haircut. (laughs) Oh my my goodness. He's lost weight too. He's an old man. Hi. (laughs) He's He's thinning out. The pillow. I'm dropping my laptop. I okay. I'm going to post on the Instagram. Also, I think that. Cody looks like the bear puppet from yes. Bear in the Big Blue House. Is that what it is? That what yeah. Um, or he he also that and he has the energy of like what was I saying when we were visiting you? He's like the old light keeper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Going to give you advice before your journey. We took him to Honestly, the vet like so two noble. weeks ago. Yeah, and we were yeah. talking about how he's like getting gray hair because he's 11 and she was like, well, it looks very distinguished on him and I can't, haven't let that go. <laughs> he looks very distinguished with his white eyebrows. He does. <laughs> very posh. Yes. He is. He's, he does. It's very though. elite. <laughs> He would Elite. he would be like the old British man in the sweater yeah. who's like kind of kooky, but <laughs> yes, he's yeah. like it's really, really smart. Well, you know, when I was young, yeah. yeah, for real, for real, he does give that energy that is very much. That is very much <laughs> Cody's vibe. Okay, oh we'll have to take a break soon. Yes, but I want to. This is my second unrelated thing before mm-hmm. we get into our main topic, our advice. And McKenna, I recap the very relevant conversation we had. So I don't know, something brought this up in my memory this morning. I was talking to my mom about it um, this morning. And then it also just like came up, things were sparking in my memory. I brought it up once I was chatting with some coworkers and a volunteer Um Sophie, I was thinking about how, and I don't remember if we talked about this on the pod or not, but I was thinking about how it is very acceptable for you to have a slice of cake for breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like this has been brought up, but probably not for a really long time. I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast, but I know like... 
myself as a human, I like will die on this hill and yeah. bring it up yeah. frequently. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You were talking about this while I was not on the Zoom call yet. Is that where this is going? No. No. Our okay. other conversation we were yeah. talking about. This is, this is, I was just, it, 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 first, I don't remember what it was. I think I was talking about breakfasts with my mom and I brought it up and then. Did, what did your mom think about, about that? A lot today. Um, she thought it was strange. Yeah. <laughs> well, do you she thought it was strange, but yes, maybe. explain. Yeah, yeah, me. I'll explain the maybe some vindication, the lore you. behind it. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, well, for context, my family is a huge like dessert family. Like when I was little every single meal had dessert after it. Like that was the rule. If we didn't have dessert in the house, like we were going to Culver's and getting custard. Like my parents are obsessed with dessert. I am obsessed with dessert. Like we, we have dessert after every single meal. You need something a little sweet. So we had cake in the house all the time. Cause my mom was a stay at home mom when I was in elementary school. So she would bake. We had like cookies, cake, homemade donuts. Like she, she cooked all the time or baked, I guess all the time. And so if we didn't have something for breakfast before school, she would just like cut us a slice of cake or give us like two chocolate chip cookies and be like, well, it's probably the same amount of sugar as like a donut. And that has no preservatives in it. Like if you just ate like some random, what is that? Like Quaker granola bars, like, you know, the ones with like double chocolate chip or like pop tarts or whatever. The best ones. Right. Yeah. Yes. I know. Her argument was always like, well, this is a homemade cake and I know everything that went into it so pound for pound probably the same amount of sugar but it doesn't have any of the preservatives so that was the way that she justified I don't know feeding her children breakfast in the morning (laughs) and I'm also really 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 not a breakfast person and I was always like this and I'm really not a morning person so getting me to eat breakfast in the morning before school was like such a argument every morning like I did not want to eat breakfast so I think it was her kind of justifying like, well, at least she ate something and she yeah. won't like be yeah. ill at school. Um, but now I just love to bring it up like completely out of context as a little anecdote and be like, well, don't you eat cake for breakfast? And people get like really upset about it. But the lore behind people it makes very, a little more sense. Very, but yeah, it, yeah. It, I mean, it's still crazy. Like it is still crazy. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, that's we ate cake for breakfast. Not all the time. I mean, yeah. not like every day. It would be like <laughs> yes. maybe like two days out of the month. Like we would be like, well, that's all we have. That's like not going to take 20 minutes to cook. So here, just take a slice of cake and eat it in the car. <laughs> yeah. It happened well, a lot. <laughs> I was chatting about this. I was chatting about this because it was on my mind because mm-hmm. um, I talked about it with my mom. And for some reason I had, I I'd see, and I wish I could remember, I guess we were talking about breakfast again, right? It came up in conversation um, when I was chatting with some people at work. And I said, you know, I didn't say this, but I explained it a little bit better. But, you know, I have a friend who eats cake for breakfast. <laughs> it's such a good um, little phrase. It is great. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And um, most of them found it strange mm-hmm. and disagreed. One of them was intrigued, was like, e- you know what? I see the argument. I brought mm-hmm. up the donut thing. Yeah. Um, yep. And then one of them, a volunteer, because I work with lots of volunteers mm-hmm. at the who volunteer at the place where I work at she used to be a school teacher oh and she said yeah I can totally see that 
I've done that. If I have cake from the night before, I need something quick before class. I have to get going. It tastes good. And she totally understood. And Mm -hmm. then I, 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 so I was like, that's so interesting because my friend who eats cake for breakfast (laughs) is a teacher. Is a school teacher. Yes. So I, so I, I, I totally, I found some vindication for you there and you I, I realized also maybe it's just that all so teachers are insane people a yet or maybe <laughs> just kidding I shouldn't say that but hey here we are <laughs> I mean yeah, yeah. like hey, when you think about it like look at those double chocolate <laughs> so true <laughs> look at those double chocolate chip pop darts you're gonna or like the double chocolate mania whatever you're gonna tell me that a slice of like strawberry shortcake is gonna be worse for you than that pop tart you're about to eat like I mean, I don't know. It's all marketing. Have you guys seen? There's a guy on TikTok who takes. Yes. He takes like junk food and turns it into like healthy granola bar packaging. I'm obsessed with him. Really? That's like my mother's whole theory. Have you seen those Hmm. Lenny's protein cookies? I think they're called. I don't think so. He was just basically talking about like. So that's not really what he does. He usually will be like they'll he'll like make gushers look healthy or something mm-hmm. like that but he was breaking down like how those protein cookies are literally just cookies but they have like maybe five more grams of protein than a normal cookie <laughs> yeah and it, now they're sold at like i went to the lifetime gym they had them like at the lifetime like yeah. they're not like healthy, they're just but, cookies <laughs> yeah yeah. Yeah. He it's takes so CC or for listeners for context, he'll take like the one I just watched was Doritos and he'll be like, shockingly, Doritos have like weirdly a, like no cholesterol, which is so strange. He'll like look on the ingredients list and look for anything that says zero percent and put it like big on the front, yeah. like low cholesterol, like healthy alternative he'll, or low like plant based sodium oh. or low whatever. And then he just yeah. talks about how like all of these health food brands are not doing anything revolutionary and like completely different. They're just like choosing the things yeah he's de-influencing he is really influencing and he's a very talented graphic designer too so it's just fun to watch his videos but that is interesting now that you're saying it i do feel like maybe i've seen something like that on tiktok because it's sounding familiar to me but i can't bring it to mind so i think i'll have to go check him out interesting all right I think we need to take a break. Yes, <laughs> let's transition. Love. So we'll be right back. Okay, welcome back, everybody. Um, for this next half or so, I think it would be fun to talk about like starting a new job or a new school year, just like kind of general advice, because that's kind of the time for a lot of people or like people who are postgrad, all of that. Um, and we've all kind of started new jobs recently or will be starting them very soon. I mean, Sophie, you're basically you're yeah. started. I've met um, all my coworkers. You just, just, you just haven't had yet. your first day of school uh-huh. yet. Um, so, yeah, I guess before we started recording, Cece and I were just chit-chatting a little bit. I don't know. Cece, do you want to share? Do you want to share your yeah. experience today? 
Yeah. So we were just talking. We were just talking and it ended up being super relevant and was also what I wanted to talk about. Um, Miguel said, like, oh, you work today, right? Because today's like my Monday because of the days I have off. And I said, yeah, I work today. I made a mistake at work. Oh, Um, no. And I had... I had a rough morning as a result. Um, in essence, something I was supposed to prep so that it was ready at the start of an event. Um, I prepped it just entirely incorrectly. Oh, um, no. And so I had to fix it and it was ready at the end of the event. It was something that was being given out to the people at the event so they got it at the end instead of the beginning now it made no effect on anything um which is how i'm still consoling myself right like um because it wasn't something they needed to like do anything with it was a souvenir Mm. um so the only difference is literally the time that they got it but this event was being orchestrated not by my department it was by other departments um and they really like the one person in particular like very much wanted it at the start and was emailing us like can you bring them to us early and because it's something that would expire um we were like we can't bring it to you early we can only get it to you day of or night before Um, in this case you know on my monday day of and so i just felt awful because i knew how badly she wanted them beforehand and we just couldn't do that and i was like and on top of that i messed up now she was very nice to me like so nice it was not a problem i could tell she was kind of stressed out but she and her team very nice before during and after the whole thing and then this was all happening while my boss was not there so my boss came later and i was freaking out i was like I'm going to have to tell her I messed up. And I told her and she did not care at all. Um, no, uh, nobody was mad at all. But I still had to like take time and be like, okay, you messed up. And that's how you learn. And it's normal to mess up. And I like really, really had, the, you know, and there's some hormonal stuff going on with me as well. Um, it's natural. Girl, I feel you. It's natural. It's natural. <laughs> it's natural. I am a natural woman. It's normal. <laughs> it's, it's normal. Yeah. <laughs> Which also, so I just, if you're listening to that and you're like, she's overly sensitive. It's normal. <laughs> it's it's okay. Um, and that's supposed to happen. <laughs> it's yeah, it's supposed to happen. Um, so that was what was going on there. And I was thinking about that and I was like, you know what? Thinking about all the ways that I talked myself into being calm again. And I was like, you know what? Really, truly, like I think this was a mistake that did not affect a lot and was easily Mm -hmm. fixable but everybody no one around me was upset in the slightest and they all understood and had all been there before um one woman who i met for the first time today she said to me um she said you know what as long as every single person is safe she's like 
that's all we ask for. This isn't going to affect anyone's safety. It's like, it's fine. And I think that's something very important to remember um, and that I have been trying to remind myself as I'm like learning the ins and outs of a new place and a new routine and a new right like physical layout and traditions and stuff like that is mistakes are literally impossible to avoid entirely and what matters more is how you handle them and how you, you know, um, go about fixing it when it does happen Mm -hmm. and accepting it with grace. Um, That was another thing that I said to McKenna was coming from a theater background, I I sort of unpacked this about myself for the first time today while I was in the bathroom. I I literally set a timer. I said, you have five minutes and then you have to be over it. (laughs) It's a good strategy. So, yes, I felt very chivroy when she schedules crying time for herself. Oh, my gosh. Accurate. Literally same. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but, uh, um, geez, what was I saying, you guys? <laughs> Theater background. Uh, so smart. Theater background. Yes. So I always said what I got from my theater background is when a mistake happens, you learn how to like roll with it and fix it very casually and like on the fly, which is absolutely true. And I do have that instinct. But something that you also or at least that I realized I have picked up from my theater background is that instinct of like, yeah, if you make a mistake, you have to fix it quick and roll with it. But also it's very bad and is affecting many, many things. And lots of people are dependent on you fixing it immediately. And if you have a mean director, he's going to yell at you in front of everybody like that. I unpacked that that also has been ingrained in me. And sometimes you just make a mistake and fix it. And it's not something that everyone is dependent on. Um, So that's something that I would say. That's that's advice that I wanted to share. Um, And then McKenna and I were just already, it just, you know. Yeah, I was also. We were chatting. Yeah. I was just going to say, too, like, I feel like as eldest daughters or just eldest children in general, if you have younger siblings, like, you are used to being, like, not for yourself. Like if, a, if a, a mistake happens, even if you're only partially responsible for it or like even if you're not responsible for it and you were just there, like I feel like it is always my instinct to be like, I don't care if I need personal time. I don't care if it's going to affect my entire schedule for the whole day. Like I am going to fix this problem. Like it is going to happen. I'm going to take responsibility yeah. for this and I'm going to fix it. And it is going to drive me insane and I will feel so guilty until everything is resolved and Alex has been talking to me about like you need to just like take a break sometimes like you can't work for 18 hours a day like you can't do that like there's always going to be more things for you to do so I think just like you said like sometimes you just gotta fix it quickly like I think I need (laughs) I need that advice like sometimes you just gotta fix it and move on because you can't focus on it for like three hours you know you gotta just like you gotta move with it so I personally appreciate that advice Cece I was going to say, I don't know if this has more to do with, like, 
just being a woman in like working <laughs> society or just like being insecure at work or anything like that. But just feeling like you want to not mess up because you don't want to you don't want to give anybody a reason to critique you. Yes. Like so real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like that's a big thing for me. Never wanting to make a mistake or fail is because I don't want anybody to look at me differently because of that. And I feel like part of that is already feeling like you're maybe a few steps behind at work. Mm -hmm. Like for me, in a lot of my jobs, I felt like younger. Yes. There or like. Yeah. Yeah. So you just want to you don't want to give anybody a chance to disprove you or look down upon you so then you feel like you have to be perfect but then when you feel like you have to be perfect sometimes it's makes it makes it so high pressure that you do fail anyways so I totally feel that yeah that is a huge thing that I felt I feel like at at every job and like any semi-professional environment I've been in where I'm like first off when I walk into a room I automatically assume everybody thinks I'm younger than I am. <laughs> because <laughs> I hear that a lot. People think I look younger than I am, which is fine. But, you know, I am I anticipate that. Um, and then on top of that, it's like, woman. I was just going to say, like, I wonder how much of that is, like, just perceived in my own brain or how much of it is actually happening. I... Totally and there's right. no way I will know, but I want to know. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I, I kind of have a different perspective, though, too, because in teaching, like 85, 90 percent of my coworkers are women, like almost all my oh. coworkers are women. Yeah. So I feel like it is a different situation for me because I a lot of my coworkers are women. So like that's not as big of a issue for me and like my principal my assistant principal and like all of our coordinators are all women like which is great I mean it's a wonderful environment to work in as a young woman but teaching is so interesting because every teacher like counts it by the school years like every single introduction you had to introduce like your name the grade you were teaching and how long you've been a teacher so like 75 times already this week I've been like it's my first year teaching (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) I get the like oh you're just a baby part like they all like there's and it comes from a place of love like it really is because these are people who love other people so much but the amount of times where and not just at this school like it every place that I've like student taught or worked or whatever you know there's always that teacher who's been there for like 30 years who's like oh my kids are older than you are like that's so crazy and you're like mm-hmm. yep. yeah <laughs> yeah I'm just a child I know I don't know anything <laughs> you know it's hard to like get over that like I don't know barrier of like you know that you're capable or like you need to believe that you're capable even though like all these people have been I mean McKenna I'm sure it's similar for you and CC I know you work with a lot of volunteers so maybe it's like a little bit of a different dynamic but people who are just so experienced like they've been there for like decades and even for like the volunteers too I know a lot of them are like retired and just have so many more life experiences than you do where you're like it's so hard to like speak up and like have the courage to like even just speak in a group you know even if it's not like anything crazy or controversial just right. it's hard yeah. when you're like I feel oh like I'm the newbie I don't know what's going on because <laughs> there's so many things you don't even know about or have like zero awareness of that mm-hmm. it's like if I say something and it's like so obvious to people then I look right dumb or like if I say something and it's 
I yeah, if you just have no awareness of mm-hmm. other things that you wouldn't even possibly know yet, but other people know, then right. you, but it's you wouldn't so know. <laughs> you wouldn't yeah. know before saying it. Right. You just there's no way you could. So mm-hmm. I feel like that's where I get worried or I'm like, I don't even know the right questions to ask. I was going to say yeah. something similar too. there's a, a we have a lot of assistants at the school that I'm at um, through a, an outside program. And so my room of all the new teachers is like or of all the, the other English teachers. I'm the only one who doesn't have one of these volunteers. So they all had to go to a meeting for like an hour. And it was just me and one of my coaches, like supervisors who had like an hour off. And she was like well you have an hour of free time with me which is like amazing to have this instructional coach who has like so many people sitting just with me and she was like what questions do you have and the same way I mean it was like my second day I was like I don't even know what questions to ask like there's so much going on right now that I I don't even know like I have no idea so I think just like giving yourself like I think Cece you were the one who said like just give yourself grace it's gonna be okay like if you don't know the right questions to ask right now it's gonna be okay take a deep breath um but one of the things yeah. our school has been talking about is that like, oh, I forget what they there's like a great phrase that they used. But like, if you don't ask any questions, you're going to fill those questions with your own assumptions. And so even if you think your own mm-hmm. assumptions are right, like McKenna said, like, how would you ever? It's not your fault that you don't know the right thing. Like, but you should always ask the question, even if you're like a right. little bit unsure. Just ask the question, because otherwise you might fill it in and then it might be partially incorrect. And then, you know, months down the line, you figure out you've been doing it wrong this whole time and then you'll feel exactly. even worse. So just ask the question. This was like one of the pieces yeah. of advice that I wrote down. <laughs> don't be afraid to ask questions, but also do be afraid to ask questions. Yeah. And I will explain <laughs> why. Because exactly that. You should, even if you're not sure, you should just ask the question mm-hmm. just in case. Like, that's a, I like that quote about like assumptions and mm-hmm. stuff because there's a lot of things we have no idea about yet. Right. But also at the same time, I think some certain people or in certain situations if you don't recognize the answer right away you just like ask ask your teacher ask your boss ask the person sitting next to you like what is this but sometimes you need to like go through think about the resources that you have available to you and be like okay if they weren't sitting right across from me right now like how would I actually try to figure this out and sometimes Mm -hmm. you'll answer it for yourself and other times you will still have the question but I think that's kind of like good job or school advice is to like try to figure out yourself first because then when you ask the question you can say I was thinking of doing this like is that even on the right track or anything and you might surprise yourself you might be right or you might be way off but at least you're like trying to build the path like figuring things out on your on your own that's a great idea McKenna I like that I I love that that is one of my favorite ways to ask that question when I'm not totally sure is figure out the path that I think I should take and phrase it that way. So I'm actually so glad that you said that Um, because it's a great hack too for building confidence and building those skills, but also like making sure it's being done right and learning the new skill. It's great for walking that line. Because sometimes I feel so like, I don't know if, if I'm asking a stupid question, but instead if instead you like bring an idea to the table and then it seems like you actually mm-hmm. thought about it and not just mm-hmm. like you're bugging somebody asking, how do I do this? How do I do this? I don't know. It makes me feel true. better about asking many questions in a row. <laughs> the classic yeah. Google rule, too, is always yeah. great. Like if you could Google yes. that yourself, 
just Google it. Like, it's going to be okay. (laughs) Or if it's just, like, a phone number or, like, something that's definitely going to be... I mean, pretty much every job has, like, an employee handbook or resource book or something. So if it's something that you can get really easily. My other favorite tactic, too, is to, like, find a buddy or a coworker who's not, like, your boss. So if you have those little questions, like, you don't need to be bugging your boss who has, like, 20 direct reports. That is how I got to know you, too. Yes, literally. (laughs) That's how we became friends is because we made a group chat when we worked together and we're like talking about all the little stuff yeah (laughs) Yeah. I will add to that too that was going to be one of my advice points is that absolutely do not make work your whole life I like I'm a huge proponent of that like you got to give yourself time off you need to take a break you need to have friends outside of work you need to have a life outside of work but having friends at work makes such a huge difference like just having someone that you can go to even if it doesn't stay the same person if you're there for what 10 years I mean it's not going to be you know the same person always but like finding someone who I mean for me it's like teaches the same subject or is also a first year teacher or if you're starting a new job you know they're in the same like cycle as you for onboarding just whoever it is yeah finding like some sort of buddy and being like listen me and you together like we're (laughs) we're gonna get through this like exchange numbers yeah all that little stuff that you know is like okay I know they said it but I just forgot I forgot to write down I can't find this page in the book whatever it is those Mm -hmm. people are such huge resources and then who knows like they probably want a little buddy too unless maybe you'll start a podcast yeah and then maybe you'll be best friends and start a podcast together and it'll be awesome (laughs) maybe maybe your work friend will become your out of work friend and also live in your building for a while and And also crash on your couch for a week and also yeah and also live across the street for a while and visit their hometown yeah and celebrate every birthday together and do so and many maybe things they'll do that and yeah and so there you go so we were maybe you and your work friends will make all your partners be friends <laughs> yeah. yeah and then they make their own group chat and become friends without you and then they go yeah. do boy things without you and then you say wait you guys have a group chat and they go yeah of course we do and we go I what? literally felt so stabbed in the back I know me too when I learned they all had a group chat without us three. For context to the listeners, our boyfriends revealed to us recently that the three of them have a group chat without us in it. And, I don't think they talk in it frequently, but when no, but they Yes, exactly. It's it's a, a love hate situation with that group chat. I'm obsessed yeah. with the fact that yeah. they're friends, but also I'm like, what the hell? What are Not you like saying me. that we all can't see too? What's going That's on? Us talking constantly in our own. Group yeah, chat seriously. <laughs> yeah, but we were the original. Yeah, they're the only reason. We made them. <laughs> the reason. Yeah. That's so true. I love it. It 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 did give me a real laugh too, um, because I just it was so funny. We were all in the same room, and they had all also just gone on a boys' trip together. Yeah, a little adventure. A little adventure to the store. They didn't like go on vacation. They made a detour. (laughs) They made a detour to the store came back and revealed one of them had texted something in the group chat and I just hear Sophie go you have a group chat because <laughs> Alex was sitting there looking at his phone giggling and I was like who are you texting right now like I'm right here who are you ta-? you know jokingly yeah. like as a bit and yeah. then I looked over and was like wait who's in that group chat is that who I think it is I was like hold up 
<laughs> it was like yeah. the only time in our relationship that I've been like, give me your phone. Who are you texting? Like, I, is that who I think it is? <laughs> so funny. Well, and here's, here's what's so funny about that, Sophie. You being like, who are you texting? I'm right here. And it's two guys that are also right there. <laughs> <laughs> they were, yeah, standing directly next to him. All and they're the all like couch. giggling at their phones. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so oh true. Gosh. Oh, yeah. I wish we had I wish we had some of our TKO shirts <gasps> from that night. Oh my gosh. I would put them on the Instagram. Those were so funny. Oh, yeah. we I don't think we took pictures. pictures, did we? Those were good. We had I some think, good ones. I think we'll have to we'll have to play again and then oh, yeah. Absolutely. remember that time and we'll we'll talk about it and I'll put them on the insta then. But yeah, that just was a good well, time. Here's another this reminds me, I just thought of this, but like job advice is mm. to attend things maybe like with work people that aren't work related because that made me think about when we were RAs like game nights mm-hmm. or like mm. going to the happy hour with people like things like that I feel like that's how you get to know people and like build those relationships mm-hmm. I have my that first happy hour sure. this Friday and I've been like nauseous thinking about having to go <laughs> be a human being in front of my colleagues and not at work. But I was like, I have to go. Like, I want to go, but also, you know, you get it. Yeah. I know you two are, is- are fellow anxious people. I was like, what if I spill my drink oh, all yeah. over myself and then I never redeem myself and then hey, forever I did that. and always I did I'm that. just that silly little girl who's 22 years old and doesn't know what she's talking oh, about. Oh, McKenna. Did you guys want to know a story? I would love to hear this story. This was when I was still an intern and I I think it was the first happy hour I attended and I was like there was a glass of wine in front of me it was my second glass of wine and I wasn't even like drunk or anything just probably a little nervous and I like knocked it I had like drank maybe a quarter of it and I like pulled the napkin towards me and it's oh no And I was so embarrassed, but then I was just like, whatever, I don't really care. Yeah. And they were like, oh, do you want a new, do you want another one? Do you want another one? I'm like, I really shouldn't. Like, <laughs> like not even for like, I'm, I've had too much to drink. Just like, just, just embarrassing. embarrassing. Like, I, I can't. Yeah. yeah. But like, I don't know, maybe but I'll look at now and everything's fine. Yeah. Nobody's brought it up. And if they did, I'd be like, yeah, I spilled my drink. It didn't go all over me, just the table That's good. and very close That's to the good. appetizers. But like, oh. <laughs> it was fine. That's so funny. I was going <laughs> to say, I. I am a, good. I'm a, a cereal drink spiller. I spill drinks all the time. So it's it's a very, it's a, like, I was going to say a nervous tick. It's not a nervous tick. Most of the time it's like with my friends and family. <laughs> just like knock it like, over. Like, I'm just, nervous. Whoops. <laughs> Me pouring water over my head. Sorry, I'm so Sorry. Nervous. Oh my God. That's so guys. embarrassing. Oh my God. That's it's so awful. Bottle, on the floor. I'm nervous. Sorry. <laughs> Oh my god! No, a bad habit. I don't know. I, I've I've been known to spill drinks out in public, and so me it makes me, me very nervous, <laughs> knowing that I will be nervous while I'm there. And also, I'm just someone who, yeah, I just knock things over a lot. I'm very clumsy. Well, here, Sophie, this is actually the other piece of advice that I was thinking about this morning. I, I we were talking about I we planned this theme I did not write any of it down but I was like you know pushing signs around and moving (laughs) stuff and thinking about it and um so so 
obviously, right, when we're talking about like going to things outside of work with your coworkers, that has an obvious benefit because you want that benefit. You want to go do it, but you're nervous. So when you have something that you like have to do, and I apply this to everything, not just work, something you have to do, but you really don't want to do. Um, it was very helpful for me, especially when I was in Comet Project, right, and was actively writing like a lot. I would always think of it to myself. I'm like, okay, and this is just also sort of right. This isn't going to work for everybody. So for all like dorky people out there or for writers, right, this will work <laughs> great for you. If not, find whatever the equivalent of this is for cool people. But um, <laughs> I would be like, okay, I'm doing research. Like, I don't want to go but I, I might need to have the knowledge of how mm -hmm. this process works one day and how a person feels when they do this process and what it looks like, whatever. And so because I'm doing this research, I have to go and I have to be present in the moment. And like, I'm thinking right when I like don't want to go to a doctor's appointment, right? Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, well, what if I need to write about this kind of appointment one day? Obviously, I have to go to the doctor's appointment. I'm not going to skip. I just don't want to go. So I'm like, okay, I will remember. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like that mental. See, see, I feel like I'm that's like, like I'm conducting research. The very intellectual way to be like, do it for the bit. You know, all the TikTok girlies. Yes. I'm like, <laughs> do it for the bit. Just like, just like do it for the plot, you know? I like but that. But you yeah, do it actually for a reason. Yeah. Information I, yeah, gathering. I like it. Yeah. It's a good way to think about yeah. it. Like. Yeah. Yeah. The other the other thing is put on a good outfit and then you're like, well, I have to go because somebody needs to see this good outfit. Yes. So true. That works wonders on me. I'm not someone who likes to put a lot of effort into my hair. I love doing my makeup and my hair. I'm always just like, Ugh. so if I curl my hair. I'm like, well, I can't just sit at home now. <laughs> it's yeah. curled. I did something with it. <laughs> I have to go. No, that's my equivalent. That's a good yeah. trick. It, like personalizing it. Yeah. yeah like do, do something, something that like if you were going like out to a nice dinner or like going to a holiday or something like something that you would you know really want i feel like it i don't know no I just that's wear dresses all the time so like, it doesn't work on me but yeah <laughs> if i need to like if i have a plan to go to a workout class or go to the gym or something like right when i get home i put on my workout clothes because i'm like if i put on yeah. sweatpants like mm -hmm. i am not changing back into my workout clothes so so like, true put that on like put my hair up and then I'm like, okay, now I need to go <laughs> or like put my water bottle yeah. by the door. So I'm like, right. But you're just going to go to sleep. No, you can't. Mm -hmm. So it's hard. true. It's so very hard. true. That's I, if I have something your to brain. do right when I get home, I don't let myself sit down. Mm -hmm. I have to go do it immediately. So lately what I've been doing is I just shower right when I get back from work because I hate doing it in the morning when I'm like up so early in the morning and I'm so tired like <laughs> later in the night and so I was and especially like during school right I'd get back from class do homework eat something and then shower you know mm -hmm. before bed like later but lately I've just been walking in the door going straight upstairs not looking at anyone not doing anything hopping in the shower and then I can decompress and do you know what it's so much nicer <laughs> why wouldn't I do that every time I love that because I want to sit down so bad but <laughs> it's such a good reset I feel it like is. a shower solves 
solves every one of my problems every time. It's true. Yeah, it's very it true. Really is. And I feel like it's it's like classically conditioning me. It's like, okay, you're washing it away. Now you are home. Mm-hmm. Things are different. Yeah. Um, different headspace. I was going to say, too, we're almost out of time. So I wanted to share one more that I have been trying to tell myself lately, too, is that although it doesn't feel like it, especially for all my young ladies and men out there, we are so young still. You work for like 40 years of your life. Oh, yeah. And so. I mean, like for me, I like my parents have switched companies and switched jobs and stuff like three or four times in my childhood. So for me, like, I think it's I'm someone who like catastrophizes a lot. Like (laughs) if I don't turn in this one singular lesson plan correctly, they're going to hate me forever. They're going to ban me from the city of Chicago and I will have to move across the country. Right. Like just so dramatic for no reason. (laughs) So like I try to remind myself frequently that like especially for Gen Z and millennials, like the likelihood of you staying in this job forever is so low. And so not in like a way that like you shouldn't care about things, but just in like a a putting it in perspective kind of thing. Like it's okay. You like, it's not the end of the world, your personal life, right? This is how it reminded me. Like you're at home, you took a shower, things are different here. Like your work doesn't have to be your whole life and your work won't be your whole life. Like you're going to move on. You're going to do other things. You're never going to stay in this. Even if you do stay at the same company for 40 years, almost never you stay in the same position, right? Like you advance, you move to different departments, you go other places. Like almost never does someone stay in the exact same company, in the exact same position, in the exact same everything their whole life. So like using it as a way to like remind yourself that it's if you make a mistake, (laughs) right? If you forget to do the thing that you were supposed to do for this presentation, if you (laughs) say something silly in a meeting, it's going to be okay. Like you're going to move on and it's going to be fine. And no one is going home and being like, well, you'll never believe what this girl said in this meeting. Oh, my God. Like, no one cares. It's going to be OK. Just move on. Doesn't mean you shouldn't care. But yeah, you shouldn't when care I was that much. Um, starting my my hostessing job, I was like, freak. I was so nervous talking to my mom. And I was like, what if I get fired from that job? And what if I get fired from my other job and I have no job? And she's like. Okay, if you got fired from both of your jobs, like you'd still be fine. Like, first of all, Mm -hmm. you're not going to get fired from both of them. And second of all, even if you did, like there's millions of jobs out there. Like, don't it's not going to be the end of the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's very good to put it into perspective. Like how much time we still have to work, however, like how depressing that is. Yeah, it is. It it creates um, a different sort of existential crisis, but it's a good reminder. It's a whole separate issue. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We have plenty of time. Yeah. And if this job doesn't work out, young women. Right. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. You're going to be okay. Give yourself five minutes to cry. Shiv Roy style. (laughs) (laughs) And move on. It's going to be okay. (laughs) It really did. That was that was life changing. That like really. It really is good advice. Like to to put the time limit on it and just went. I, I can be as upset as I want and as genuinely like blowing it up to 100 <laughs> as much as I want 
for five minutes and then when that's over i'm walking out of that bathroom and i would like not revisiting it unless unless i have to right if someone had said like hey can we talk about it right but mm-hmm. the thing is is that nobody else was doing that it was done and so i was like okay hey i have five minutes it's, it's gonna be a whole thing mm-hmm. um sent a lot of texts to Said everything, and then I said, "I'm fine now." And (laughs) it's so true. And it really, and that helped. A lot of times for me too. I feel like I know. Probably. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I was gonna say (laughs) it's not worth it. Like typical eldest daughter, eldest child vibes. Like you, you do things to yourself. I'm bad at like expressing especially to my coworkers, if I'm like upset about something. So it won't even be like the thing that just happened. That'll like make me want to sob for five minutes. Right. Like it'll be like a ton of different little things. And so then I'll be like, I'm being so dramatic. Like I stubbed my toe. I don't need to go sit down and sob about it for like 10 minutes. Right. Like it's good. I'm fine. Like I'm not even crying about that. And just like giving yourself permission to just be like, it's okay. I'm in a bad mood right now. Go cry for five minutes. And then like, move on like sometimes that's just what you need to like get over yourself for the five minutes or after the five minutes right like sometimes you just need yeah, that yeah. and you just have to be okay with that and like it's not always going to be sunshine and rainbows all the time and that's okay one one thing I was doing I'll make this very brief but when I was feeling super anxious about going to this hosting job is I was like literally giving myself a panic attack before going to work I'm like okay first of all it's not that serious but then I, <laughs> I just kept repeating I was like this feeling is not going to last forever mm-hmm. because when you're yes. in those moments like it feels like it's going to last forever everybody's going to hate you forever right but then it's like five minutes later <laughs> I love my life everything's perfect yeah, yeah. Um, it's so true yeah just that is yeah i like to visualize myself right after the task as well whatever mm-hmm. the task is where mm-hmm. I'm like, right like if it was if it was for example right you had to give a presentation in a meeting and you were nervous about it i would visualize myself sitting back in the chair after the presentation is over and then i would visualize myself like getting a coffee afterwards mm-hmm. um and i would visualize myself in bed that night when it was like way over that is my I'd favorite like, okay all that of those things powerful. are powerful mm-hmm. yeah yeah it it's like mental games we play with our seriously <laughs> i know we're all crazy this yeah. has been a hey. very cathartic conversation. I it feel. has been. I know. I feel like I've just done therapy. For yeah, real. In a good way. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> agreed. In a good way. Hopefully, Hopefully you all feel like you've helpful. just gone to therapy, too. And if you want to share your own thoughts yeah. and opinions, I put it in the caption of everything we post. But email us. DM us on Instagram. Seriously. Yeah. McKenna, shout out to your coworkers if they listen to this. Um, They've requested to be on the podcast. I know my former roommates have also requested to be on the podcast. I've gotten a few listens, a few um, five-star Spotify reviews. You want to give them a a code word, McKenna? (laughs) They should tell you at work if they listen to this. Okay, code word. I don't know. What should it be? You guys make something up. Something they have to work into a conversation. Mm. (sighs) They have to ask Um, me. uh, Bear in the big blue house. (laughs) 
Okay, they have to ask have you me seen about the Bear in the Big Blue House. Bear in the Big Blue House. I literally don't even know what that is, but we'll it's a TV show. <laughs> Cody looks like the bear. If, if any of them get this far, we'll mm-hmm. see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see who the real fans are. There's a bug okay. in my face. So. Yeah. Oh my god. And you'll and you'll have to report back and let us know who the yes, real fans please are. Please yes. do. All right. Okay, we should wrap up. <laughs> so okay. Um, thank you all for listening. I hope you got something out of it. I sure did. Uh, this has been the Eldest Daughters podcast. I'm Cece. I'm Sophie. And I'm McKenna. Goodbye. Thanks Bye. for listening. Bye. Bye.